we've got a pretty special event for you, essentially, on the radio. We are going to try and help people get into, get back into, develop their working lives. So if you need a job, you want to change jobs, you've been caught up in the coronavirus problems that have affected the economy so badly, then the next two hours are entirely designed for you. 0808 100 96 96 is the phone number. It's completely free to ring. We've got a load of people in and on the uh, on well I was going to say on the phone but on on various means of means of technology who are going to contribute tonight and might be able to help you either get back into work or develop your career somehow. We're going to be talking to people who work in the healthcare sector. We're going to be talking to a career advisor from Telford and Reeking Council. We're going to be talking to somebody who works with classic cars, a couple of people who work in engineering as well. And if you are an employer and you're recruiting, we can talk to you as well. As I say, the number is 0808 100 96 96. It's all going to be constructive. It's all going to be really practical. So if you're in need of a bit of help in terms of your working life at the moment, then give us a call. You can text as well, 81333, start your message with the word shop if you've got a quick question. But we'd love to have you on and have a chat. And the first person I've got to introduce you to is Ben Vaughan, who's from Job Centre Plus. Good evening, Ben. How are you? Hi, Mark. How are you doing? I'm all right. Yeah, so Job Centre Plus. A lot of people, I would imagine and particularly people who've been made redundant as a result of coronavirus, probably won't have been in a job centre for decades, potentially. Sure. So give me an overview of what you do and, and how you do it and how things have changed. OK, um, evening all. It's nice to uh, get the opportunity to speak to everybody. Um, so my name is Ben Vaughan. I am the Employer Manager for Job Centre Plus for Shropshire. Uh, to tell you a little bit about myself, uh, in my current role, I manage a team of six employment advisors and, uh, and our employer activity across the county. And I also work very closely with our local councils and a variety of hmm. partner and provider organisations. Um, as Mark has said, many of you might not know what Job Centre Plus do and the support we can offer. So I wanted to go through that to, to let all you guys out there know what, what we can do to support you. Um, our Job Centre network across Shropshire has six offices. They're based in Telford, Shrewsbury, Oswestry, Bridge North, Whitchurch and Market Drayton. Uh, if you make a claim to benefit, this is the kind of service that Job Centre Plus can offer to support you. We'll work alongside our service centre colleagues to process your claim. Um, you'll be assigned a work coach who will offer you tailored personal support to help you get closer to work. We have a team of employment advisors, as I've said, who will work directly with employers to bring job opportunities into our business for you guys to fill. We have a specialist team of disability employment advisors who can support you if you have a health condition. We work in partnership with a whole host of partners and providers to offer you additional support in terms of training and qualifications. We may also be able to offer you financial assistance to support you with a whole host of barriers to employment. So this could be travel costs to start a new job, specialist clothing and equipment. And we also offer redundancy support to our employers and their employees across the county. And most importantly, we offer a friendly, welcoming and supportive environment to help you move closer to work. Well, that was going to be my next question because it can be quite intimidating can't it i think to to walk into a, a job center and to apply for benefits and and i think a lot of people potentially feel as though they're going to be quizzed and and judged and and almost looked into in in, in terms of whether they deserve the the help that they're trying to get 
Is it different to that now? Absolutely. You know, the, the aim of Job Centre Plus now is to offer, as I've said, a supportive service to, to all our job seekers. You know, we appreciate the, 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 the situation we're in in Shropshire in a county and, and the, uh, the instability it's brought to a, a lot of our county, of the people in our county's lives. So the, the work coaches that, that, that we have are, are trained and accredited and, and their aim isn't to, 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 to try and trip people up. Their aim is to offer that, that one-to-one support to, to help them get closer to a job. And, you know, we, we, we've got guys coming through our doors now who, who, who are at the front end of the job market, people aged 18, you know, looking for that first mm. job. We've got other people coming to us who, who might be over the other end of the bracket and aged over 15, maybe looking for work, like you say, for, for the first time in, 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 in a long period of time. Uh, you know, we're here to offer that support to, to, to those real span of, of people's ages. Do you help with courses and, and apprenticeships and, and training and things like that as well? Absolutely. You know, we've got great relationships with our local colleges in Telford, in Shrewsbury, North Shropshire College. We've got some great training providers in Shropshire County Training, SBC, ANTA, uh, uh, and a great working relationship with our National Apprenticeships Organisation. So, okay. you know, we're here to offer what, what it is you're looking for. And when you walk in, what does it look like? I know you've got the sort of the, the digital touch screens that you can look for jobs on, and I suppose anyone can come in and use those, whether they're looking to, to move jobs or, or, or whatever. And then I guess you've got a series of advisors in there as well for appointments and things like that. What's the setup like? Absolutely. So again, Mark, if, if somebody hasn't been into a job centre for, for 10, 15, 20 years, they probably look like very different places than, than they did back then. Um, most of our job centres are fully equipped now with computer points for people to, to job search. Um, they've got welcoming comfortable environments in terms of waiting areas. Um, most of us have what we call a front of house team to, to support people with inquiries and our work coaches are, are, are spread around on, around the office with, with, with privacy panels to, to allow them to speak to people and give them that advice. Okay, we are going to be talking health a little bit after the headlines at half six but we've got somebody who wants to speak to you coming up shortly. We've got loads of people contributing between now and eight o'clock from the health sector from engineering from classic cars and, and we've also got ben vaughan from job center plus who's with me as well but let me bring in our first caller tonight um charlie how are you um good evening mark i'm very well thank you yourself i'm all right yeah um just talk me through your situation and what makes you ring today um the reason i'm calling basically is i've been in unemployed for three years now um i suffer with mild autism epilepsy and hypermobile joints which means i can't walk long distances and i've applied for numerous jobs i've gone for interviews and basically i just get told i've got no experience and i feel like i'm sort of because of my conditions i'm sort of being turned away and i feel like i'm being discriminated against okay and i'm really struggling to find work and i'm just keen to work you know i i i really um focus on the preparation towards the interview i'm really like sort of dedicated i put mm. a lot of work into it and i feel like it's a job in itself applying for these jobs and then just getting told that i don't sort of meet the criteria that they're looking for how um, old are you and what what's your sort of education background so, and, and hopefully and um, ben might be able to give you a bit of a help yeah um based so i'm 23 years old um i studied at Telford College of Arts and Technology. I studied um, a level three extended diploma in art and design for two years. And then I went on to do a level two uh, diploma in business administration. And then after that, I went to the Recon Housing Trust and did a business administration traineeship for 12 months. And then after that, I, I was kept actively looking for work. And then I got taken on by Debenhams for a temporary sales advisor job. And of course, 
that was only a temporary contract. And then mm. after that, I went on to do some voluntary work at a local charity called Hope House. And then since then, um, I, I worked there for about 12 months. And then since then, I've still been looking for work. And again, like I say, I've been going for interviews and I just don't seem to be getting anywhere. It must um, be incredibly demoralising. Is there a particular sector you'd like to work in? Absolutely. So as I say, I've got hypermobile joints. Um, I, as I say, I have worked in retail, but my my sort of baseline is office administration. Um, I, as I say, I worked at Recon House and Trust, and that was based um, at a desk, um, working on a computer, um, you know, sort of basic nine to five job, um, yeah. you know, doing paperwork. Um, I was working with different teams, different sort of um, departments. And um, yeah, and for me, that benefits me because I'm um, sort of just, it's just a basic sort of sat, sat doing um, paperwork and, um, yeah, working on a computer. And mm. for me, that was beneficial um, for me. Um, and yeah, I feel that's better rather than being on my feet. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, to be grounded. Ben, obviously, Charlie's got a, a fair amount of qualifications and obviously he's at the younger end of the scale, so experience a, a bit of an issue. What would you say to somebody like Charlie? Um, hi, Charlie. Good to, good to speak to you, mate. Um, um, as Mark says, it sounds like you're, you're very focused, um, you're very committed. Mm-hmm. I can see for such a young gent, you've, you've done a lot of things and you've built up a really strong level of experience. Yeah. Um, I, I can think of a few um, organisations who, who would be able to offer you support. Um, and, and certainly, uh, I mentioned earlier on our, our disability employment advisor team and um, i i know our team would would love to work with somebody like yourself who who um is is yeah. doing everything they can to find work and, and 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 would rather be in work than not be in work um there's some great organizations around shops you can offer specialized support to, to people with health conditions charlie so you know i'm thinking my, my colleagues at enable my colleagues at Shropshire Mind, um, there's a great project BBO, which which uh, Landau, the organisation, support with as well. Yeah. And, 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 and National Careers Service and, and Reed could also offer you that support. And, you know, you've mentioned that, uh, um, you know, that in terms of your health condition, that can sometimes make your work environment difficult. Yeah, uh, There's a great yeah. scream, scheme called Access to Work that can help support with workplace adaptions and fund them. Uh, and, you know, and Job Centre Plus works with a, a committed network of employers who, who are uh, badged as what we call disability confident and, and, and really are committed to offering opportunities to, to people like yourself, Charlie, you've got a lot to offer. So um, what yeah. I would say, um, if you're able to, to leave your details with, with, with the station, I will take them away and pass them over to my colleagues on our, our disability employment advice team and, and we will be in touch and, 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 and offer you some more support yeah. to, to help you move forward, mate. That's brilliant. Thank you so much. Yeah, that will really benefit me. Um, I suffer with anxiety, so it's you know it's been a really difficult sort of journey for me. Mm. And that, you know, that, I didn't really, I wasn't aware of those services. Um, you know, it's been really difficult. Um, well, so, yeah. Charlie, thank you very much for the call, and and hopefully, do you feel a little bit more positive now? A sort of a world of services that perhaps you hadn't been aware of have, have been opened up to you. Yes, absolutely. I, I, say, I wasn't even aware of these services, so I just think it's a, a real great um, benefit to me um, to know there's actually some support out there, which I wasn't aware of before. So, Good man, yeah. and keep listening, because we're going to have some um, some employers on between now and, and 8 o'clock as well. Charlie, thank you very much. That's, um, that's Charlie, and um, I guess his experience, Ben, has, has got to be pretty common. Is, is part of your 
issue making sure everybody knows about all the support that's available. Yeah, absolutely, Mark, because you can get lost in it yourself, even as somebody who works for Job Centre. Mm. Plus, we're very lucky in Shropshire that we've got a committed uh, a group of, of, of providers and partners, uh, you know, partner organisations, and I've mentioned local colleges, uh, and excellent local councils who offer that level of support. Um, so for us, it's making sure that we're aware of everything that's out there and, and getting that message out to our customers. And anyone would be demoralised after applying and applying and applying and not getting anywhere is part of your job as well, frankly, man management in terms of keeping people going in terms of their their positivity. Yeah, Charlie mentioned itself. You used the word demoralising, and I think that looking for work sometimes can be a very thankless task, and it requires a level of of, of effort and commitment. And, and for us at Job Centre Plus, we we deal with these guys every day, and we're here to help boost boost their confidence and, and boost them up and, and keep them going, but also give them those opportunities and 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 give them those hints and tips that that maybe will help them get there a little bit quicker. Let me bring in now uh, Kate Ballinger and um, Caroline McIntyre, who are from SAF, the Shrewsbury and um, Telford Hospitals Trust. Uh, good evening to both of you. How are you? Hello, Mark. Now, Caroline, Hi, Mark. What, what, what do you do? Give me a brief overview of, of, of why, you're, why you're here tonight. Um, I'm the head of resourcing at the trust um, and my responsibility is the recruitment function as well as our temporary staffing and our bank. Okay, and you have a lot of people employed like that, don't you, on a more sort of, not casual basis, but people who are able to select their own shifts in a way? Yes, so our bank staff are able to go onto a system and pick up shifts around their their personal circumstances. So we have a lot of people on there who have families who would like to have long holidays. So they're able to therefore work around their family. Now, Kate, you you often appear, and I mean SAF, not you personally, as, as, as in the news as being wildly understaffed. Are you constantly on the lookout for people? Um, well, I, I don't work in, in HR or, or workforce in the way that, that Caroline does, so she would probably be better to answer that question. My role is more in, in helping people to develop their um, evidence and experience to, when they come to look at the hospital. So I, as to my knowledge, we, we generally have a number of vacancies. I know certainly as a member of staff at the Trust, we get a daily email telling us of any new vacancies that go on there. And I think people people forget that the NHS employs people well outside doctors and nurses. Mm. You know, that there are all sorts of us working in the Trust. I'm a community engagement facilitator with a degree in engineering, so not your typical NHS no. worker. No. But but it, it, it works for us, doesn't it? Because, because everybody brings something different. So, so you don't have to have a degree you don't have to have any formal qualifications providing you've got your maths and English and I think um, there are so many different opportunities within the trust that, that, that there's usually something for, for most people. In terms of that engagement that you go looking for how do people approach you do you have one central contact point that can point people in the direction depending on their experience into various departments or do you advertise with the job center and people like that as a trust we advertise with the job center and and we also use nhs jobs which i'm sure caroline will be able to talk about more fully um for from my team i work with very closely with the volunteers team okay. and so we're really looking at, at helping people to build up their their knowledge of what we do i i'm 
my team is also responsible for providing the People's Academy, which is another way of people coming in and finding out a bit more about us. So we've worked with the Job Centre to create a specific academy for, for Job Centre's customers. Um, and we ran the first one in February. We were building up to run another three through the year, but, but that obviously isn't happening yeah. at the moment. So what we're trying to do is run them online. So we're starting tomorrow. We've got some workshops looking at how we can deliver these differently to make sure that people still get the same opportunity to find out a bit more about the job roles in the trust um, and, and it's all about giving people confidence to come in and have a chat with us because most of the staff in the trust would be more than happy to talk to people who, who are interested in coming to work with us and, and I think we have fantastic um, temporary staffing mm. who, who look after bank staff and what have you so, so there are lots of opportunities for people to, to get involved with us in different ways to build up that co that confidence and that CV so that when the, their job comes up they can they can jump in my name's Mark Elliott and between now and eight o'clock we are trying to connect people trying to help people who are looking for work looking for for something different in their careers move on and, and find employment so I've got Ben Vaughan from Job Centre Plus with me but we're also joined by um, Kate Ballinger and Caroline McIntyre who work in the NHS locally and um, and Caroline when you when you talk about recruitment, obviously you look for people with a very particular particular skill set when you're looking for doctors, nurses, things like that. But am I right in thinking people can get in touch and basically be trained by you? Yes, we have comprehensive training systems for all different types of role. I think, as Kate has said, we're not just doctors and nurses. There is about 350 different careers within the NHS. Um, I came in as a project manager. Um, I came for a year and 16 years later, I'm still in the NHS and I'm now in recruitment. So you can go in lots of different ways. Um, we do have a certain number of minimum requirements, but we have a biggest apprenticeship programme. If you look at our website today, you can see current jobs, everything from a deputy workforce director, consultants, staff nurses, ultrasound assistants. So there are lots of different places people can access the NHS. They can find different careers and we have a full OD and training programmes to help and support them. Thank you very much. And, and Rebecca joins me now. Um, Rebecca, you are used to working in a related field, aren't you? Am I right? Um, yeah, I um, have worked in a care home for the last um, five years, but I've actually been in care for about 10, 11 years. And what were you doing in the in the care homes? Um, looking after residents, um, doing medication. Um, okay. Just, and yeah. what are you looking to get into now? Is it a similar sort of thing? Um, yeah, I would like to go back into care, but um, I've got two young children, and it's working. It's it's working around the hours to suit me with with the children. Yeah, so yeah, that that becomes a complicating factor, doesn't it? Have, have you had any sort of positive indications in in terms of getting back into work, or are you are you struggling with it at the moment, given the situation? Um, I have applied for. Um, another care home but I actually um they got back to me today and I wasn't successful um but I just think it was because of the hours I can't work out mm. the hours that some people can that haven't got children 
Um, Caroline Kay, I don't know who's who's best to to answer this, but is is Rebecca somebody who you would look to to work with? Somebody with a bit of experience in in care related fields. Hi, yes, definitely. Um, what we when we shortlist, especially for our bank, it's very important that on the application form, people make. Um, cover what's in the job description and the person specification because then we can ensure that they are shortlisted and get an opportunity to be interviewed. The trust has a flexible working policy to help um, people work around family commitments or care commitments and as I've explained we do have a bank which is where people can pick up shifts around the ones the at times they can actually work. Mm. So yes but I think sometimes we have a problem with our bank is that we have so many applications and people fail to actually clearly um, mention the qualifications that they need or the experience that they've got. So it's if you have a look at the person's specification on this um, website, you can then make sure that your application ticks all the boxes in the desired and the um requirements so that we can make sure that you are shortlisted and you get an opportunity to actually meet one of our nurses and actually have an interview and explain what circumstances you have. And in terms of the bank, what specifically are we talking about? What sort of jobs to to a layman? So on our bank, we have we have nursing, we have healthcare assistants, we have portering, we have admin. So we have a wide variety on our bank. The majority are tends to be portering, healthcare assistance and nursing, but we do have a, a wide around range of admin posts and other, you know, cleanliness technicians, etc. And Kate, I know your your people's academies can fill in gaps in terms of skill sets. So for somebody like Rebecca who's got skills clearly but might have a, a few boxes unticked, is that something you can help with? Well, she could certainly come along to an academy session and learn a bit more about the trust because one of the big things when you come to our trust um, for an interview is that you will get a values-based interview. Um, So so understanding a bit more about how the trust ticks, if that makes sense, understanding what our values are and how you may be able to fit in with that, understanding how to present your evidence so your your experience and talk about it in a way that's meaningful both in your application so so as as caroline said you need to make sure that we can see straight away that you've got the the necessary qualifications for for the the position you're applying for um but but there are lots of different types of 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 position as well so we've got apprenticeships are starting up again now and the apprenticeship team are always there if if anybody needs to get in touch with them they they rang either of the hospitals and asked to speak to to um, mm. the, 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 that team, they would put them through. The place to look for jobs, which I realise we haven't said yet, is <laughs> the central point, if you're interested in any of this, is www.jobs.sath.nhs.uk. And there are links from our main sath.nhs website. Rebecca, does that help at all? Um, yeah, I can have a look at the website and, yeah. Hopefully, me, yeah. That's flexible. Thank you very much for your call. I appreciate okay. it. And um, you can call as well. 0808 100 96 96 is the phone number. And Caroline, just, just run me through it at some of the more the more surprising jobs, because uh, I know you, you've said that the NHS is, is a lot more than doctors or nurses. What do people forget or, or not realise that you offer? I mean, you're an engineer. Do you want me or Caroline? Oh, I, <laughs> so either or. 
Okay. Well. Okay. Well, um. So we. Oh, go for it. Go for it, Kate. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say that that one of our workforce team described in one of the young people's academies that the if you imagine a small town, yeah. most of the occupations in a small town will be included in a hospital somewhere. Yeah, I suppose. So we yeah. Have ev- everything from a web developer. Um, social media we have so the communications team write press releases and what have you we've got um, health and safety advisors we've got fire safety advisors we've we've got plumbers we've got um, joiners we've Mm. got an estates team who can do all sorts of everything um, and they are pretty amazing keeping our hospitals going I have to say So, so we've got all sorts of everybody, and then a lot of the places that you don't you don't imagine are things like biomedical sciences. Mm. So, so we've got lots of people in lab coats sitting in a lab with some amazing machinery, um, doing all sorts of different things to make sure that we're getting the right results for the patients as quickly as possible. So, so each one of us does a very important bit in a massive machine, and and we everybody in the trust is really valued for the work they do. How onerous is your application? process is it quite simple to to sort of register your interest or does it take a bit of time i'll pass that one straight back to caroline (laughs) that's okay so we use nhs jobs and the link goes onto our jobs website and we also use a, a, a an application tracking system called track um once you put your details in there, it does take a while because you go through all your personal details, your qualifications, and then there's a very big section for you to put supporting documentation where it's it's your opportunity to tell us about experiences that you've got. It may be that you've got experience in care through to personal um, circumstances rather than actually being a, a care worker. And we need to know about those things because they are all relevant. But once you've filled that application form in, you can use it to apply for lots of different jobs. So you don't have to keep going onto the system. You can actually go find a job. So it could be that you apply to work at SAS, which obviously we would like. But there are obviously lots of other hospitals in the area and it's the community. And you can use the NHS job system to actually look for jobs in those trusts as well and apply um, to them as well. Brilliant. Thank you very much to both of you. Jobs.sath.nhs.uk. The reason I ask that is because we're going to talk CVs with um, with David Craig shortly and I guess the art of CV writing. And we've got more from Ben Vaughan from Job Centre Plus as well coming up. But between now and eight o'clock, we do want to hear from you. If you're looking for work, if you're looking to, to change your applica- occupation and put in some applications, I've created a new one. Um, new word there then um, do get in touch 0808 196 96 it's completely free to give us a call and we'll try and help you out with what i know is an intimidating and frankly life-altering set of decisions that you're trying to go through at the moment which can be hugely difficult particularly if your life has been thrown into flux by being made redundant or furloughed or or working in a really uncertain sector at the moment so i appreciate how complicated and how difficult it is which is why we're doing this we couldn't do a job special without talking about cvs could we so david craig is careers advisor at telford and reeking council and i'm told he's a little bit of an expert in it david good evening how are you evening mark evening everyone um far say <laughs> now how um, difficult is it to get this right a good cv it is difficult. Um, I mean, 
what you've got to bear in mind is that the average time employers will look at a CV these days is um, about eight to 10 seconds. Um, wow. So it takes as, as quick as it takes Usain Bolt to run 100 metres. That's how long it takes someone to look at someone's CV, uh, which is quite scary, really. So particularly with the current situation and the sheer volume of people applying for different jobs and in different sectors, it's just really vital that you try and get your CV um, as targeted. That's how we, we help, basically, with doing okay. that. Okay, so is the, the front page, I guess, absolutely crucial? Yeah, I mean, really looking at the first paragraph, um, right. I mean, what we always advise with CVs is that you should have a personal statement at the top of the CV that ideally is targeted specifically to whatever job it is you're going for. And how you make that, that personal statement stand out is you want to refer on there to any specific experience you've got, skills you can offer, qualifications you've got, and, and your objectives and availability. Because at the end of the day, if you were to... Um, send your CV to a company and you were to say, I'm experienced, I've got a qualification, I've got a couple of skills that you're looking for, and I'm available to start work pretty much straight away, then, you know, if I was an employer looking at that, I'd go, well, great, this person fits the bill. And mm. just by looking at that that opening statement in a matter of seconds, you could well have guaranteed yourself an interview by doing that. How we help is that we, we see people from all backgrounds. We see people who have not done a CV all ever and are naturally quite apprehensive about doing one we see people who have been working for for 20 30 years and in, in the current situation have been made redundant and are thinking what on earth can i put on my cv because i've only worked for one company for for 20 30 years mm. um and then you get people who um you know are looking for a, a change of career maybe and they may think that they've got a really good cv and good experience but they're just not selling themselves enough on paper and that is is what we help with and how we can help people with um you know with with seeing them for an appointment we're not always very good at that are we i'm, I'm talking british people i think in no. general it's selling ourselves and yeah. boasting yeah absolutely and it, and it is really difficult i mean i mean my job is to um to advise on cvs and give advice but if i was to sit down and do a cv for myself you know i'd find it quite difficult to to think about and, and put down what i've got and everything and it is really hard to sell yourself not only on a cv but also uh, at interview stage as well which is again something that we can we can support people with and um, and to be honest quite often we'll get a lot of people come to us really skilled experienced qualified people as well that come to us and say i'm just applying for i've applied 50 jobs this week mm. um jobs that i've done before and I've only got one interview or, or, or no interviews at all. And um, they get their CV out. Or, and, you know, it does become apparent that the reason they're not getting interviews is that they, they are just not selling themselves enough. Mm. And the sort of traditional approach of doing a CV, whereby you put down everything you've ever done job-wise and every school qualification and GCSE you did or CSE or whatever, it, it, it's not really relevant anymore. You've got to just think of yourself as the CV is just getting my foot in the door for an interview and I've got to sell myself as much as possible as I can to an employer. Because as I said, if an employer is spending 10 seconds looking at it um, and you haven't grabbed their attention in that opening you know, couple of paragraphs or opening statement on a CV, then the likelihood is you're not really going to have much chance of getting selected for interview, particularly, you know, you're talking about job sectors like, you know, retail and many others where, 
they get hundreds of applications. Um, I remember a couple of weeks ago, a colleague of mine told me that I think it was um, a customer service vacancy in Telford, and they'd had something like 300 applications for it for just one position. Wow. Um, now, of those 300, I'd imagine possibly 10 or so would have been interviewed maybe, and uh, there's a whole host of people there that, that could maybe have got selected for interview if they'd just sold themselves that bit more on the CV. Right, I'm going to knock my Duke of Edinburgh Bronze Award off the uh, front page of my CV then. And t- <laughs> t- talk to me about Job Box, then, because I know Telford and Reeking Council have gone quite big on that in recent weeks. I know it's been around for a while, but in the current climate, it might be useful again, yeah. given it's been refreshed. Yeah, it's been it's been relaunched. I mean, um, obviously, with the current situation, um, I think it was probably advisable just to relaunch it to make people aware that. Yeah, there is that support out there. I mean, I know you've had obviously Ben on from the Job Centre who give really good support to people as well. But um, I mean, the sort of support that we give to people, not only in, in Telford, but also Shropshire. I mean, my, my particular team, careers advisors, we offer job box, but I just want to get across. Anyone in for oh, I think we're losing. Church, market drain all over the place. So. I think we might be losing David. David, your, your line's going a little bit. I, I think we've we've oh, got right. the gist. Just how? Um, just finally, how can people best get in touch with you? The best way to contact us is through the, the Telford um, job box website. Okay. Okay. Um, phone number. I mean, I can I can probably read the phone number out so anyone mm. listening on air can can jot it down. It's oh one nine five two three eight okay um you can also email us at telfordjobbox at telford.gov.uk um and we have got a website which is telfordjobbox.co.uk as well uh, brilliant david people, as I said, from, all, from all backgrounds david yeah. thank you very much we'll we'll get the um we'll get the phone number i, I know the um the email address and the uh, the website was pretty clear but basically um dropbox is designed to connect employers and people looking for a job so so do check it out it's 01952 382 888 and they can help you with all sorts in terms of getting your cv right and getting your job interview technique right as well ben vaughan from job center plus interview technique i can't imagine anything more terrifying than than a job interview or certainly very few things more terrifying than a job interview how important is practicing actually and getting the right sort of technique in place I think it's critical, Mark, really, because, you know, it is a, a high pressure situation. You know, I don't know anybody who who has a job interview who, who doesn't get nervous about it. So I, I think spending some time preparing for the interview and, and, and covering some, some key areas really is time well spent. And, you know, I, I'm talking about things like researching the company you're going to interview for. Uh, I, I'm talking about things like planning your route there. Um, you know, dressing appropriately. What are you going to wear for the day? Mm. Um, preparing some questions to ask the employer. Um, thinking about questions it's probably not appropriate to ask. Um, probably second-guessing questions they're going to ask you. Body language is critical. How, how are you going to walk into the room? Are you going to sit up straight in your chair? Um, and at the end of the interview, asking what the next step is. Mm. And if you're not successful, always seeking feedback to help you build for the next interview. So there is not a knack to it but there is a way to go about it that can be taught and learned 
Yeah, and you, you know, it, th there's nothing um, uh, to stop you getting some practice with a family member, a friend. You know, I know my colleagues at Job Centre Plus and some of the organisations I've mentioned tonight offer some great interview prep. And, and, and as I said, I think it's time well spent. But, you know, you could just as well sit with a family member or friend, uh, you know, and practice over. Um, I know people who've told me that they practice in the mirror. Uh, it's just whatever is right for you to, to, to get you in the mood to be able to deliver on the day. And I guess, I don't know whether it's your experience, but the more people have practiced, the less nervous they'll uh, tend to be. Absolutely, because they've, they've kind of got an idea in their head about what they're going to say and what's going to be said back to them. So, um, you know, I think it's always a, a, a good activity to undertake. And, you know, practice makes perfect. And the people who practice, they tend to get that job sooner rather than later. More from Ben after the news at seven o'clock. But we want to hear from you as well. 0808 100 96 96. If you're looking for work, looking to change your job, looking for careers, help. We are here for you. We're going to speak to people in engineering. We're going to speak to Simon Darlington from Oswestry Street Classic Cars. Ben Vaughan from Job Centre Plus is here. Ben, I know your, your footfall has basically doubled, hasn't it, between the start of COVID and now? Yeah, that's right, Mark. To give you guys listening an indication of where we are with our numbers, um, on the 12th of March this year for, for our Shropshire Local Authority area, we had 10,249 universal credit claimants. And as of the 14th of May, so two months on, uh, we'd gone up to 19,410. Uh, for our Telford and Reakin local authority area, similarly 12th of March, we had 8,519. And by the 14th of May, that had gone up to 15,369. So doubled our footfall mm. in, in, in both those areas. Given you speak to employers and people looking for jobs, with furlough about to end or slowly be phased out, do you expect this to get worse? Um, I think we've got a very challenging period ahead, Mark, in terms of uh, the work we need to do as, as a county. And I think what's important is that certainly for myself working for Job Centre Plus, that we have close working relations with our employer network across Shropshire and Telford and Reakin, uh, close working relations with our local councils. And, and, and we pull together to, to deliver a, a real conjoined service focusing on the people of, of Shropshire and the support they need. Now, that is already going on. So to me, that, that kind of groundwork is already in place. Um, I think we have a challenge ahead, but it's how we, we, we react to that and, and we deal with it. Are any specific sectors holding up? better than others in your experience yeah because i i think some some sectors because of of, of the nature of covid have obviously suffered more uh, yeah. and some sectors have been uh, have been more resilient you know our our, our, our manufacturing and industrial sector you know we've had uh, uh, job job opportunities across shropshire telford and reakin okay essential retail there's been a lot of opportunities there because of the the, the nature of covid mm. logistics delivery driving and, and we've seen a real surge in home working opportunities because of course people mm. are at home and, and they may have skills from their day job that might allow them to, to, to perform another job at home and, and, and some people may feel more comfortable being at home and working at the moment. So, David in Maidley has given us a call. David, good evening. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Now, give me a bit of, of background then. What, what makes you pick up the phone tonight and give us a call? Okay, I got, I got the, in, the radio program informed by the job centre and I was watching it and it's very interesting so when I saw the number to call I thought I'd give a ring. Okay so are you out of work at the moment? I'm looking for work at the moment. Okay and what what how old are you and what do you normally do? I'm 62 and I'm a plumber electrician by trade. Okay and um, 
Mm. You've, you've been you've been abroad, haven't you, previously? Is that right? That's correct. I've just returned from working in Malawi in Africa, where I was for nearly 20 years. Oh, wow. What were you doing there? I went initially as a, as a hospital maintenance manager, uh, department manager. And I got various jobs after that. It was a three-year contract. I got various jobs and I stayed for a while. That must be a fascinating place to live and work. It was indeed, yes. Yeah. What brought you back at just the end of the contract? No, during the time that I was there, I met a girl and fell in love and decided to stay. And sadly, she died three years ago now. I'm sorry uh, to hear that. Time was enough when I came back. Yeah. And you're applying for jobs at the moment. In what sort of field would you like to work in, in the same sort of jobs you were doing previously? All relevant, yes, yes. Now... I'm guessing that the first thing I thought, Ben, is maybe age is a factor here. And is that an old-fashioned view? Or do people who are approaching what would traditionally have been a retirement age, I know it's not necessarily anymore, find it harder? Um, You know, I think, hiya, David, good to speak to you, mate. I I think at the moment that... that, that people are looking at, at second and third careers in in, in terms of their, their, their working lifespan. And I certainly think there's a lot of industries that appreciate experience and, and, and mature employees, you know, and, and David is, is come with a lot of experience in his trade. Um, so I, I certainly think it wouldn't be something that would count against him, no. David, have, have you have you sort of got your your training up to date? As, as anything, in the time you were out of the country, do you need to sort of upskill at all, do you know? Yes, I've done I've done various courses um, via information I've got from the job centre. Mm. Um, but well, you mentioned my age earlier on there. I think that is quite a negative. Mm. And one of the things when you apply for work via agencies, they've got your standard CV, and I thought. Could I leave off my date of birth on it? Mm, yeah, and um, what would you say, Ben, to, to somebody in David's position? Is it a case of just keep on plugging away? Are there things you can do? Well, uh, um, David, I, I wouldn't put your age on, mate, because uh, you know there isn't really any 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 need to do that. And I, I, what I would do is focus really on your on your most recent experience, maybe over a ten to fifteen year period. Um, c- can I ask, in terms of your applications, when you're applying either either via CV or application form, are you getting many responses that take you to interview? I've received zero. So the first starting point um, I, I, I would advise, David, is to have somebody review your CV. You know, let's have a yeah. look at that CV. Let, let's see if there's um, some alterations we can, we can make to that that, that yeah. could help you in getting those first interviews back, back up and running, mate. Yeah, that's one of the things I've already done. And it was reduced from six pages to three pages. Okay. Well, it, it, obviously, it sounds like you've you, you, you've had a look at that, and you know, Mark mentioned yeah. in terms of maybe uh, you know upskilling your your, your qualification or, or, or your skills. Um, certainly, for my colleagues at Job Centre Plus might be able to help you in in some of those areas in terms of some some refresher courses. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The, the other opportunity we could look at, if you've had a couple of years with, with, with a gap in your CV, David, is supporting you to find some, some work experience or a voluntary work placement, something that will make use of the skills you have and, 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 and the offer that you can make to an employer, and that supports you with plugging that gap and also giving you some more recent experience. Yes. 
David, yeah. and we, we've got a couple of um, of people who specialise in engineering. I know that's slightly different um, coming up on the show, but th- they might be able to offer something that that might help you out. Um, yeah, I hope that's been of some help. Um, and keep listening, and and maybe something will will fit the bill. Yes, indeed. One of the things that I I've tried. When I make, because all applications are made online through the internet. Yeah. And one of the things, rather than submit a CV with the application, I've, I've written a covering letter stating basically that I'm, I feel I'm an ideal candidate for the position. Yeah, which is good practice. Yeah, I think that's really good practice, David, because it gives you an extra opportunity to uh, speak to that employer directly and tell them why why you're a suitable candidate. Um, David, yeah. if you're able to leave your details, I can then take that away back into my job centre network, and and then maybe uh, you know an appropriate referral or a partnership organisation we we can suggest for you to get involved with. You yeah. can offer you yeah. some extra support alongside my job centre colleagues. Yes, yes. Brilliant. Thank you very much for the call, David, and good luck with it. Okay. That's David in Maidley. And um, we've we've got something a little bit interesting uh, coming up because Simon Darlington from Oswald Street Classic Cars will be joining us very shortly. If you missed um, earlier on our chat with David Craig, more details to come. Um, ben Vaughan from Job Centre Plus, just on that, that age factor, you said you, you advise people don't necessarily volunteer it. What about if they're asked for it? Is that a, a requirement? Um, I, I guess so. Yeah, you know, if, if people are going to ask you directly about your age, you know, you, you, you're really obliged to, to 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 probably tell them how old you are. But in terms of uh, you know how, what information you put on a CV, it, it really isn't necessary on there. The CV is there to sell yourself. Like David said before, mm. it's about your unique skills, what you can bring to that job, and, and, and what you can give to that employer. So you know, um, your age shouldn't necessarily be a factor in that. I mean, there's plenty of anti-discrimination laws to protect you. Uh, absolutely, and that's why we advise that, that, that the information on your your CV should be should be read for what it is, and, and a value based judgment made by the employer about whether they would like to interview you or not. Let's bring Simon Darlington in now from Oswald Street Classic Cars. Good evening, Simon. How are you? Hello. Good evening. Very good. Uh, thank you very much. I'm hoping you might need someone to come and test drive a load of classic cars. I might be up for that. What do you do? <laughs> we restore classic cars. Okay, and you're looking to recruit. We certainly are desperately. What do you need? We're looking for a panel beater. So this is somebody that can actually uh, make panels from sheets of metal. And uh, we're also looking for another mechanic to uh, work on real engines, what I call them. So we're not talking about any computerised uh, <laughs> mechanics here. We're talking about uh, getting your hands dirty and the old spanners. Are these skills that are not quite as common as they used to be? This is a problem. This is right. a major problem nowadays, yeah. Because, unfortunately, uh, we all went education, 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 and everybody started getting degrees, and uh, people forgot about the real uh, skills in the world. And I guess people who train as mechanics now learn about new technology, don't they? Not it's necessarily... technology, exactly. Yeah. What yeah. sort of cars are we talking about here? Well, we're talking about uh, 1920s up to... I think the most modern car I've got in at the moment is a Jaguar XJS from 1991. Wow, and I guess some of them are worth a few quid. Um, they're worth more to the people than they are actual in value. Okay. So people, they get, see an old car and they think, oh, it must be worth a lot of money. But unfortunately, you may have a 1920s car, but the actual value of it is maybe £10,000. Mm. You're offering apprenticeships as well, so you'll train people, is that right? 
Um, I was looking at taking on two apprenticeships and uh, obviously training them, putting them with some of my own people, but also around the area, we've got some fantastic people who have retired. I mean, I've got an 86-year-old gentleman who's still working today, and he is the best person in the world for uh, carburetors and uh, engines. Mm. And I mean, the knowledge he has got is absolutely, it's amazing. And if we don't act soon, we're going to lose these people. Now, you've taken on new premises. How on earth have you managed to expand, even with what's been going on lately? When all this uh, uh, mess started, I had to look at my business, because obviously the classic car season is through the summer. Yeah. So people get the cars out, um, and obviously we service them. They go off, do all the shows, go for their rallies. At the end of the season, I then get the cars back to restore them and get them ready for next season. But my business, that's going to happen. So I had work during the COVID to yeah. keep my guys working, but I'm not going to have the work in the October, November, December, January, and February. So I had to look at it and decide how I was actually going to uh, basically survive through the winter months. Mm. So what we did was we've actually taken on bigger premises, so we're now able to offer actual servicing of classic cars as well. So we've got ramps in there now, so we're going to have four ramps. Uh, we're also doing car sales all classics, but we're also, what we're trying to get going as well is like a health check because classic cars don't legally need to have an MOT. Right. My thought is that anything which is on the road should be uh, safe to be on the road. Yeah. So we're offering people a health check. Okay, so So you've got, you know, you've got plenty of services that people can get involved with here. Yeah, definitely. And you're looking at taking on how many? Have you got an idea of of a figure? Yeah, we're looking at four people. Okay. One of the problems you've got is, is that the government came out saying that they're going to uh, pay for apprenticeships for the first six months. They're going to pay the wages. Yeah. Well, this isn't actually true. Okay. What they're doing is, is if uh, um, I'll just explain this to you, if I can. So it's got to be a new person. They've got to be between the age of 16 and 24. And the government will give you a grant for £2,000. Right, okay. If they're over 24, the government will give you a grant of 1,500. The government will give you an extra thousand pounds for a 16 to 18 year old. The wage is four pounds 15 per hour, and they're talking about 25 hour a week. Well, that's actually less than what an apprenticeship gets now because they're on 130 pounds a week. Yeah, okay. So and they're it's... also saying that the government will pay 95 percent of the training cost to right. the schools. We still have to pay the other 5%. Okay. We're talking about um, £12,000 is the cost for a college for a uh, vehicle technician. Wow. Okay, so this is a big investment for you. How can people get in touch with you and apply? They can go on our website, which is occar.co.uk. And if they go on there, they'll see all our details. They'll see actually what we're doing as well. Yeah. And uh, then obviously get in contact with us, come down, have a look, see what they think about it, and uh, obviously we have a chat. Brilliant. Thank you very much for, for coming on and shouting about that, Simon. I hope, it's, um, I hope it goes well. Ah, I'm sure it will. Have so, to. Thank you very much. Simon Darlington from Oswestry Classic Car. That's O-C-C-A-R, O-C-Car, basically, all one word, dot co dot uk if you um if you'd like to train or you've got 
the sort of panel beating or mechanical skills that Simon is after there. It's, um, yeah, it sounds like it, it could be a, a fun place to work with some really fun machines. Let's get a bit more detail on Telford and Reeking Council's uh, job box and everything they're doing around the current, frankly, or uh, developing economic crisis. Um, Moray Donnelly and uh, Kate Bayliss are with me now. Good evening, ladies. How are you? Good evening, Mark. Now, Good evening. Moray, am I saying that right, by the way? Yeah, Mora. Good, Mora. Okay. Um, your career's team leader, I believe. What what do you what do you do? Okay, so at Telford Job Box, we support anyone with any aspect of looking for work. Um, so we can help anyone from any age, whether they are 16 plus, right up to the higher brackets. Um, so we have teams of people all incorporated in Job Box, and we provide specialist support to help people with any aspect of work or learning. So our teams, at the moment, we're getting inquiries from people who are looking to change jobs. We're looking for people um, people who are facing redundancy. We're also having queries from people who are currently furloughed. And we're thinking that a lot of people don't want to return to the types of work that they did before. Mm. So at the moment, we're starting to get a sort of uh, flow of inquiries around those lines. So how does your work complement what Ben does at Job Centre Plus? Do, do you sort of cross over a bit or do you do you sort of try and work with them? We work very closely with the job centres um, and Jobbox um, would have all referrals for people within Telford who are looking for work. Um, across the other part of the service that we run, which is part of Jobbox, is a national career service and we deliver in all the job centres across Telford and Shropshire. So we've co-located with the job centres for many years and it's a great place for us to offer help and support to people who need it. Kate, when I saw career advisor on your job title, I expected one of those pers- people who um, gives you a quiz and then tells you to be an architect. I'm sure it's much more much more scientific than that now. Oh, it is. Um, yeah, Kate would, you know, she is one of our advisors, so she certainly doesn't fit that box, do you, Kate? <laughs> Definitely not, no. I mean, uh, the, the sort of team that I work for, um, we're called Future Focus, um, and we are a sort of organisation team that works within Telford and Reeking Council specifically for careers guidance with young people within Telford and Reeking. Um, so careers advice, you know, isn't what people think. It's very much about supporting their, their journey and helping them with all aspects of, you know, CV support. It could be job search. It could be applying for apprenticeships. Um, very much in the current climate, we are a lot of mental health problems with young people mm. so our advisors you know within um, Future Focus and the job box are really passionate about trying to help people overcome barriers to learning and work um, because it is you know having quite big implications on people's mental health um, so we can do all aspects of you know confidence building it could be supporting them with applications as I say for apprenticeships um, job coaching and really you know talking about their short and long-term goals um, in order to help them to move forward um, is very much what our teams you know are there to support with. Okay how easy is it to get the right support for those sorts of perhaps on the face of it hidden issues 
and and sort of bouts of, of of ill health or or mental health problems things that perhaps on the face of it don't necessarily fit into uh, a box that would that would get you the sort of financial support that maybe maybe other things would and and overcome those barriers and try and get into work that's such a wide ranging spectrum of um of factors yeah, I mean, very much so. Um, you know, our, our teams work with people with significant health issues, disabilities and mental health problems. So, you know, we are seeing this on a daily occurrence um, and that journey can be quite a long journey for somebody. Um, you know, they may not be work ready. They may need a lot of support in building up their confidence and, and really helping them to take those, you know, really big steps forward, which if you have been on employed and out of the job market it's it's quite a big and worrying sort of time for people so you know we're very much about um a a slow journey um as you say looking at what the barriers are so it could be transport it could be finances it could be health issues and Mm. and we have to build you know those relationships with people um which isn't an overnight thing it takes a lot of time and effort and energy to build that trust with the person that you're working with especially if it's a young person um because they have you know so many i suppose other other things going on in their lives um so it can be a very slow journey for people but you know ultimately we we work with them to support that journey um and we will take you know as long as it needs to to get them hopefully to work or employment or even education um depending on you know what their aspirations are Maura, are you noticing, particularly with um, with COVID, and obviously Ben says footfall to the Job Centre Plus has, has doubled, are you noticing any new patterns, uh, a particular profile of, of person that's been more badly affected, perhaps? Uh, are you noticing any trends yet, or is it too early? I think at the moment we're just having a variety of sort of people coming forward at the moment. Um, because we've relaunched Jobbox um, just towards the end of last week, I think we're having inquiries from people who wouldn't necessarily have contacted us before. Mm. Um, people who are currently working but thinking about changing careers. I think that is a big thing for a lot of people who've had time out of the workplace to think about what they want to do differently. And it's making, you know, the time out's making them reassess what they're their, their life goals are and their career goals so very much I think with um, the impact of coronavirus it just won't be people at lower levels who will be uh, impacted we're thinking that there may be people with more senior type roles who will also be looking um, to get other work or other sort of employment that's Maura Donnelly and Kate Bailey. Stick around, ladies. We'll talk more about Jobbox Match and some of the ways that new technology is being incorporated. And I've got a couple more people who are recruiting, essentially, coming up. And we want to hear from you. 0808 100 96 96. If you're looking to change careers, Jobbox might be able to help you. Or you're looking to get into work or get back into work, it's free to phone. We've got um, Maura and Kate from uh, Telford and Reeking Council and Job Box. We've got Ben Vaughan from Job Centre Plus here to help you. It's that simple. Okay, we are doing a job special between now and eight o'clock, still just under half an hour for you to get your questions in to our panel of people who are all here to help you get into work, get back into work. If you're worried 
about the future because of the coronavirus crisis and the economic downturn, we're here to help you. 0808 100 96 96. Kirsty Wells uh, joins me now. Good evening. How are you? Good evening, Mark. I'm fine. Thank you. How are you doing? I'm all right. Now, you've got some opportunities to shout about, I believe. We have, yes. Um, we've got a number of apprenticeship opportunities uh, for digital engineering um, in Shropshire and also the West Midlands at the moment. So, obviously, it's quite a nice thing to shout about at the moment, the current climate. Mm. So, um, we thought it'd be sort of great to share, especially for young people at the moment with the way things are going. It, it's sort of providing some opportunities for them. What's digital engineering? Okay, so um, you're testing me now. So, yeah, it's very much so. The best thing I can sort of explain is um, you have a, a building or a structure. So, um, the design engineering part of it is the, the structure inside the actual bricks and mortar. Okay. Um, so, so very much so if you, you look up inside a building, um, you might have the uh, the structure inside, uh, the metal structure, the, um, the steel that involves in it. So it's very much the design part of that. Now that can actually translate to a number of other, other job roles. Um, so in electrical, engineering uh, and across the board, really. Um, you... It's quite an expensive opportunity. Yeah, when you talk about apprenticeships, what's the structure of it? Is it part college, part on the job? Um, yes, it is. I mean, so we um, our apprenticeship is a little bit more special. Um, so we actually block release it at the beginning of our apprenticeship. Um, so it's only two to three years. Um, but they actually come to us um, for uh, nine to 14 weeks at the beginning, which is a college course. Okay. And then they're in the employer after that um, on a full-time basis. So we actually recruit for the employer. So the job role is there. Um, so we're looking for, for young applicants to come to us who are interested in, in sort of the structure, uh, it, who's got a good um, background in sort of maths and science, mm. um, might be interested in the surveying side. So, um, yeah, that those opportunities are there. And this is young people with what basic qualifications are necessary? Um, normally we're looking for um, sort of um, um, uh, a good background in maths and science and English. Okay. Um, obviously, um, sort of a good aptitude in terms of, of forward thinking. Um, but we, we don't kind of discount anybody. Um, you know, that there's very much a wide scope of, of people out there that may actually be good at, at this kind of job role and that may not think that they would be. Um, so, you know, it, it's great to sort of talk to people and, you know, tell them a little bit more about the job role because it's something that um, you asked me earlier what is digital engineering yeah, yeah. not many people know about it um, um when i speak to students in schools and, and employers um they're very much of the opinion that you know they'll say oh you know you're an architect so it's very much a different stage to that mm. um so it, it's quite um it's, it's something that a lot of people don't know about but it's an amazing job to go into do you get many people who are looking to change careers? Maybe you've been working in one field for a while and, and think, no, I want to retrain. Is that something you're open to? We do, yeah. Uh, I mean, you do find that, um, especially um, certain people that have maybe gone to do um, a certain course at college for a year or two um, and thought, you know what, this isn't actually for me. They're going down the academic route or they go to um, university uh, for a number of years and think, you know what, I actually, this isn't something that I want to do and they've got a a real thought process of, of you know, the, the, the engineering side, and they may come to us. We also have older applicants that actually want to change their job scope. So, um, yeah, we're open to sort of a wide, wide, wide range of people. 
So where do people go if they want to um, inquire? So they can um, contact me directly. Um, I can provide those details. Um, But also it's probably good to go to our website, which is www.cadco, which is C-A-D-C-O-E.com. Um, They can obviously, they can apply to us there. The best thing to do as well is to go on the National Apprenticeship website and they'll be able to see all the jobs that are available at the moment. We've actually got two jobs at the moment for a company very local in in Hadley uh, for a surveying company. So that's a, a number across the West Midlands at the moment. Brilliant. Kirsty, thanks very much. That's Kirsty Wells. And if you're interested, CADCO, C A D C O E. Go to the website or the. uh, the National Apprenticeship site, and uh, they'll be able to help you out. We will get more from um, Jobbox, Telford and Reeking Council Service, before 8 o'clock, and we'll have a final chat with Ben Vaughan from Job Centre Plus. We're also going to hear from Steve Bowyer, who works in recruitment in the engineering sector, and he's going to come and uh, highlight a few of the opportunities there for us as well, all after Freya Ridings and Castles. We've got 15 minutes more of our job special. So if you want some advice on how to get back into work, we've had a few people get some really helpful advice tonight, then uh, give us a call 0808 100 96 96. Or frankly, if you're looking to change it up in your career, we might be able to help you with that as well. But let's speak to a man with um, with an opportunity or two to um, to publicise. Steve Bowyer is uh, with me now. Good evening, Steve. How are you? Hi Mark, yeah, good. Thanks yourself. Good, I'm all right. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. what have you? What have you got? You work in engineering, don't you? Is that right? Yeah. So I'm recruitment manager for a company called Eric's. Um, we're an engineering products and services company, and um, we've got hundreds of sites up and down the UK. Um, yeah. So it's been been obviously a challenge the last mm. few months. Um, much like a, a lot of businesses, you know, we've seen some some impact, but we are starting to recruit now. So we're starting to see signs that actually. Things are getting sort of, I wouldn't say back to normal, but certainly we're, we're recovering through it. So the the business or the industry is recovering pretty well at the moment in terms of it being able to expand. Yeah, I'd, I'd say so. I mean, we're we're quite fortunate in that we we su- uh, support every industry. Um, so basically, we we kind of keep the show on the road for a lot of industries. So if you think yeah. anything that you've eaten, driven today, chances are that we've had an impact on it. Um, so of course, for every automotive industry that's struggling we've we've got another you know food and beverage obviously flying yeah um pharmaceutical so we're quite lucky because we're on site with with uh, companies that that actually um we, we're not uh, impacted perhaps as as much as those who were just on site automotive customers so who are you looking to recruit and for what sort of roles so we we recruit all sorts from stores operatives uh, office managers right up to director level um we have sites, so we've we're on site um, in Minsterly, and we've got various sites across the, the Midlands as well. Um, so yeah, it, it's you know I mean we last year we recruited about 400 people externally, so um, there's certainly opportunity. So there's a wide variety of jobs then for for any sort of level of qualification and and experience. Yeah, I think the message at the moment is to, to stick with it. You know, I mean, the, the ad, ad response at the moment, so in terms of ad, advert, um, when, when I place an advert, um, it's probably about fivefold as to what it usually is. Wow. Um, so, so, of course, you know, that, that throws up its own challenges of keeping tabs on who's applied and sort of what they're suitable for. But also, um, it must be frustrating on the other side when, when people are applying and not hearing back. Um, and I think it puts a different pressure on recruiters in particular to yeah. to actually get back to people. So don't be sort of too perturbed if 
if you do apply for roles and don't hear back. Um, I think there's nothing worse than actually going for an interview. I think that's very different if you've gone for an interview and then don't get feedback. Yeah. Um, but actually don't be too put off because, you know, I, I think so many people, are, those that have been furloughed for the last few months, they're wor- worried about, you know, is there a job at the end of it for me? Mm. Um and and so they're they're in the market alongside those that have been made redundant, uh, and those that naturally just just want to move on from wherever they are. So, how do people get in touch with you if they'd like to to apply for what you've got? Yeah, so if, if they have a look on our website, we we advertise all roles on there. Um, I'm on LinkedIn, so it's Steve Bowyer. Um, so I'm down as recruitment manager of Eric's UK and Ireland. Um, or if they want to email me, um, happy to look at CVs as well. Um, okay. you know, happily do that and sort of provide advice because I think there's so many companies out there that that charge, you know, hundreds of pounds and, mm. and actually the advice they give is, is useless. Um, so my email address is steve.bowyer, B-O-W-Y-E-R, at ericserikf.co.uk. Top man, thank you very much, Steve. Appreciate that. Steve Bowyer from Eric's and, yeah, steve.bowyer at Eric's, which is E-R-I-K-S.co.uk. UK and what brilliant offer to, to look over some CVs as well. Let's get a, a final word with, with Kate and Mora from um, Telford and Reeking Council. And um, I'm, I'm quite interested in um, job box match. I don't know who's best to talk about this, but the idea that, that jobs and people can get matched together. How on earth do you go about that? Yeah, um, the job match is a service that we launched towards the end of last week. Um, And so it's all about bringing local people together with opportunities from local businesses. So at Enterprise Telford, at Telford and Raking Council, we have a business advisor um, and we we collate all the vacancies from local businesses. And then at Jobbox, we do the work with people who are looking for work and sort of find out what their interests are, what their skills are what type of work they're looking for. And then once they're ready and we find an opportunity for them, we will put them forward for those vacancies. It sounds a bit like online dating. Well, it's just getting people ready um, to find uh, an opportunity locally that, that's suitable f- uh, for them and finding the jobs that not everyone knows about, you know, just getting in there with hot vacancies and getting people who are currently looking for work and ready to start Kate, I know um, a lot of people are doing interviews and things on Zoom. Are the younger end of the job-seeking spectrum a bit of an advantage at the moment? Do you offer a bit of help with kind of enabling people to to get their head around the digital side of applying for a job at the moment? Yeah, um, I mean, we are working very much um, in a technology kind of way at the minute, obviously, because of the pandemic. Um, It's, you know, put professionals um, having to use different ways of communicating with people let alone sort of adults and young people so we are seeing um, a lot more employers using technology um, you know via sort of MS Teams, Office, Zoom um, and we are seeing you know that process being used um, with adults as well so it's it's something quite new to us as well at, at Telford and Reeking Council and within the job box um because we're having to use technology that you know we've we've always mm. had but obviously we're we're not able to do the face-to-face so much at the moment um but it's it's a great way for young people to build up their confidence you know and to also try things perhaps that they've not tried before um, i mean we have various teams that offer 
upskilling so they can access local courses. We work in partnership with the job centre and other local training providers, schools and colleges. So, you know, we're really keen to get people the skills they need in order to move forward Um, because technology, you know, love it or hate it, is is the way of the world nowadays. Yeah, I include myself in the technologically illiterate bracket, by the way. So what's the best way to get in touch with you then? Do you just, do you walk into to, to somewhere or do you email phone? Um, so for Future Focus, we have um, an appointment system at Southwater One Library. So people can ring up, young people can ring up and make an appointment. And the same goes for our job box service for national careers and the job box, you know, umbrella. Um, and that's the number that Dave um, sort of read out earlier, which was 01952382888. And then for our young people, it would be 01952 three double eight nine double eight we do have obviously the job box website and the future focus website and email addresses as well um, so there's plenty of routes that people can access our service um, we're not sadly offering the drop-in at the moment because mm. of the pandemic so people will have to book appointments you know in advance um, but if, if they come into the library they would be signposted you know to our services we're on the second floor at Southwater one library um but the best way is to to ring up initially yeah kate bailey's maura donnelly thank you very much for for coming on as um as kate said they're 01952 382 888 or telford job box all one word at telford.gov.uk the man privileged enough to have the uh, the last word ben vaughan from job center plus ben we've covered a lot of ground over the last two hours um it's a difficult time potentially it might get a bit more difficult what sort of stuff have you got in the pipeline in terms of additional things to deal with this Sure. So, you know, we've got a lot going on, as you'd expect at the moment, Mark, and I'm just going to plug a few bits and bobs that are, that are happening Go very soon. Um, we're hosting a online jobs fair, which is aimed at our, our Shropshire customers and our Shropshire employers, and that's on Friday the 24th of July between 11am and, and midday. Uh, we're aiming to put as many vacancies on Twitter between these times, so we really appreciate um, any employer's help uh, in order to make this the event a big success. So if you could join on the day, post any vacancies between 11am and 12 using the hashtag um, let's get Shropshire moving in the Twitter search bar. That'd be really appreciated. Um, I'd also like to plug something called our Mentoring Circles programme. Uh, we're looking for employees to support us with, with delivering our programme, which is aimed at supporting our, our younger job seekers aged 18 to 24. Um, we're looking for local employees to, to, to get involved and support with the different elements which focus on their experience as an employer, uh, the interview process, how to apply for jobs, what they look like, look for in a strong candidate. So that, that would be great if anybody could get in touch with us and and really just just want any employers really to to get in touch with any vacancies you know that's what we're here to do i've got a team of six employment advisors across the county and we're here to to support you to fill your job so please do get in touch you're expecting to be rushed off your feet yeah i'm hoping we'll be really really busy over the forthcoming months but because you know that's that's what we want we want as many jobs coming in and we can take them back into our offices and 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 use to, to 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 support our customers back into work Ben, really appreciate you coming on. Thank you very much for having me. I'll see you when the BBC realise I'm a charlatan and inevitably sack me. Um, But I hope that's been of some help 